0: Hello there! This is Series 8 of Satisfied. The Series 8 podcasts enhance the God-dependent woman Bible study, covering the book of 2 Corinthians in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we saw how and why God's grace is sufficient for us. Today's podcast will cover Lesson 11 of the God-Dependent Woman Bible Study. We will see why Jesus satisfies your heart with Himself. He is all we need for spiritual life. A friend and I were recently talking about how women in our Western culture are driven by the quest for satisfaction. It's promoted by all the media we watch and read. Yet the truth is that achievement and success have not delivered the payoff of personal satisfaction that women seek. My friend has seen it in her workplace. I've also seen women who are frustrated and disappointed because those external accomplishments do not satisfy their deepest inner longings. Is that your experience? If you have listened to any of my podcasts, You have heard me say the Bible teaches that every woman is created by God with a built-in spiritual thirst for a relationship with Him. This spiritual thirst is as real as physical thirst, but the way to have it satisfied is not as obvious. Yet the desire to satisfy this thirst draws women toward the spiritual arena. I was that woman when I was invited to join a small women's Bible study group years ago. There I met Jesus in the pages of the Bible. As my relationship with Him grew, I recognized a deep sense of being satisfied. My longing to know God was being fulfilled, it still is. Here's the truth. A relationship with another human cannot satisfy a spiritually thirsty heart. Only God can. And his plan to do that included coming to earth to take on a human body and live as a human among us. Enter Jesus, the one who demonstrated God's love for women. To fully appreciate Jesus' approach to women, we need to step back in time, into the shoes of the first century woman. It was tough to be a woman living around the rim of the Mediterranean Sea at that time. In both Greek and Roman cultures, women held a second-rate status with few legal rights. But because of Old Testament teachings, Jewish women fared better than their Roman counterparts. Married women with children held a place of honor as wife and mother. But even that position was tied to her ability to produce male children. In an agricultural society, fathers needed sons, and lots of them, to help them work the land. At the birth of a son, all celebrated, not so much at the birth of a daughter. Jesus Christ entered into the midst of this culture with a radically different value system in the way he regarded women. His compassion for women elevated their position in society and gave them equal relationship with him. Reading through the Gospels, you can see that Jesus spoke to women publicly when a rabbi wouldn't speak publicly to his wife. Jesus let them travel with him during his public ministry and support him with their own money. Jesus taught women openly and continually when the rabbis didn't consider them able to be educated. Jesus defended them when they were criticized. He was sensitive and compassionate toward them and healed their loved ones. Jesus made them the first witnesses to his resurrection when women were considered to be unreliable as witnesses. What you see in the Gospels is that Jesus never spoke condescendingly to women, never made derogatory jokes about them, nor did he ever humiliate them. Women who knew him loved him. They wanted to follow and serve him. You can see all this in my two New Testament women Bible studies, Live Out His Love and Satisfied by His Love. Jesus treated women as no man had ever treated them before his time. His warmth, personal attention, tenderness, sound teaching, and compassion toward women were revolutionary. And why shouldn't he be compassionate toward women? Jesus is fully God. He created us and is the one who understands women. Jesus was there in the beginning when God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. As creator, he designed us with a mind to know God emotions to love God, and a will to obey God. We are designed with a mind to know God, emotions to love God, and a will to obey God. That comes in the package we receive at birth. So how do we take advantage of that package deal? Our female minds need to be filled with the knowledge of Him so that our hearts may respond with great love for Him and our wills can choose to obey Him. Let me repeat that so that you can grasp this truth. Our minds need to be filled with the knowledge of Him so that our hearts may respond with great love for Him and our wills can choose to obey Him. Jesus knows us backwards and forwards. He knows our emotional nature, our need for security and significance, and even our hormones. (laughs) He understands our need to nurture and to be loved, both from those humans closest to us, and from our Creator God. And even though His culture neglected to give women the worth they deserved, He could do no less than show that He loves men and women equally, for whom He would ultimately die. We experience His love and are privileged to live it out in our daily lives, so that others can experience His love through us. Here's a key truth I want you to grasp. A relationship with Jesus satisfies every spiritual need that you have. Every single one of them. You don't need to go anywhere else to get those deep needs satisfied. Jesus is the one who meets your spiritual needs. I love how the writer of Psalm 103 lists the many ways that our God satisfies our thirsty hearts. Listen to these beautiful words and let them sink down into your soul. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Do you need forgiveness? Jesus does that. Do you need healing and hope for dire circumstances? Jesus does that. Do you feel like you're in spiritual bondage? Jesus can set you free from that. Do you need assurance that you are loved? Jesus crowns you with his love and compassion. To be crowned with compassion means to be surrounded with it so that you have a sense of God's favor and protection. A satisfied heart can go forward with complete assurance that our God knows how to love you well. God promises to satisfy your heart's desires with good things. You will be so satisfied that you will feel renewed and released to soar like an eagle. Have you ever watched an eagle soar on an updraft of air? I have, it's exhilarating to see it. You and I can soar as our God lifts us up from the pit where our souls are so hungry and thirsty. And He fills us with everything we need to feel satisfied. Our God created us with a spiritual thirst for a relationship with Him. A relationship with another human cannot satisfy that thirst. Only God can satisfy the thirsty heart. Jesus Christ satisfies your thirsty heart. That's why I end every podcast that I've done with the words Let Jesus satisfy your heart with something. Satisfied with the goodness of his love, with his truth, with hope, with joy, with the power of his presence, with his spirit's transforming power, and in this series, with confidence that you can depend on him. That's supposed to take the pressure off of trying to make everything happen yourself for your life. That leads me to our saying for this week, the last one in our series. Do we pray as if everything depended on God or us? This is the saying, pray as if everything depended on God, work as if everything depended on you. True or false? That one sounds good, doesn't it? But is it really possible to work like it depends on you and pray like it depends on god what usually happens yeah you start taking credit for the work you do or your efforts fail and you blame yourself for not working hard enough or others blame you for not working hard enough because failure is not an acceptable outcome in the human mind especially in the western world where we put so much pressure on standing on your own two feet and working zillions of hours on a project that is over in a day. The two aspects of trusting God are this. The first one is that you must depend on Him as you step forward and do your part His way. And the second aspect is that you must trust Him to do His part in the areas over which you have no control. So getting back to our saying, It leaves out the trusting God while you are working to do your part His way. This saying is not good advice, it's false. From our lesson today, here are some reasons why God wants us to depend on Him more than on ourselves. To live by God's power to deal with people, chapter 13, verse 4. To gain assurance that you are in Christ by your faith in Him, chapter 13, verse 5. For our disciples to do what is right, even though we may fail, chapter 13, verse 7. To stand for the truth, chapter 13, verse 8. To be fully restored and matured in pure devotion to Christ, chapter 13, verse 9. To be concerned for disciples' growth more than your own personal reputation, 13, verses 7 and 9. To build others up and not tear them down, 13 verse 10. To rejoice, mature, encourage others, be united, and live in peace with other believers. That's chapter 13, verse 11. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with confidence that you can depend on Him. Then live each day as a God-dependent woman. I'm Melanie Newton and you've been listening to Satisfied Series 8. I hope you will join me for another series and continue to be satisfied by his love.